0: Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the Options Risk Disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Options Trading for Income Weekly update for March Fourteenth, Two 2016. All right, if you watch this on YouTube, listening via podcast, come on over to our website, get your free report, Seven Secrets to Becoming a Successful Trader. And you can stay informed by joining our mailing list and connecting with our over 300 talented traders in our community. And that's at LockingYourSuccess.com, uh, L-O-C-K-E. InYourSuccess.com, and if you want to take your trading up a notch, come on over and try our Premium Plus membership and get your community coaching and enriching sessions. On our site, you'll see our programs that we offer. We have Super Simple Spread Trades. We have the M3, There's Butterfly, the Rock, the M21, the APM Square Class. Also, uh, we have our Master Class Series, and remember, we also have our Premium Plus membership with our group coaching, and we have one-on-one coaching packages as well. In this update we're going to be covering four of the trades within some of our various systems. The four trades are going to be the Bearish Butterfly, the M3, the Rock, uh, and the V Condor. The V Condor is one of the four trades in the SSS trading system. We have been going over these for uh, multiple years now and you can see past uh, presentations on our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com. Our announcers for this month, we have our Successful Options Trader of the Month webinar coming up on Friday, March 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern Daytime. If you are a premium member or above, then um, feel free to come in and make sure you register for that so you can can see Cindy and see what she's got going on. Uh, She's a great trader, has a lot of great insights, and we're looking forward to that. We have our community coaching Enriching enriching session, which is actually going to be, it's called um, What About Ray, Narag's Guide to Trading. So we're changing the name to that. But uh, Raymond and I are going to discuss fear and anxiety for the developing trader in the current market. It is going to be a, a really great session. So. I encourage you to uh, register for that. And that's going to be March 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern Daytime. We uh, also get your questions ready for community coaching this Wednesday night, March 14th, 9 p.m. Eastern Daytime. And I am going to be on Options Tribe on Tuesday at 4.30 uh, Eastern. And the, the topic is going to be, Is My Trade Broken? How to find out... Uh, Know, if your trading system is actually going to be problematic from here going forward, if you're having challenges, uh, and what to do about it. So that's going to be a really great session as well. And that's pretty much what we have going on. And of course, we have our trading triangle live in Hawaii. And we can still get you guys signed up for that, if for those of you interested in going. So let's take a look at what's going on in the marketplace. We uh, The markets continue to... <laughs> grind higher, as they say. Um, The Russell, for the last week, I was thinking that the um, we're very overextended. The more likely direction in the markets is down, although open to the possibility we might try and touch this 11.15 area in the Russell. Um, We did get an up move on Monday. It looked like we started to get something going on on Tuesday, but that quickly died out. And we got our bounce on Friday. So relatively sideways market for the Russell. The other indices, however, uh, had a fairly solid week. The spiders or the, uh, or the S&P had a fairly solid week to the upside here. Very strong day here on Friday. We had the Nasdaq and we were up for the week on the Nasdaq and we were also up on the Dow. So that said, the my shorter term uh, thoughts on the market continue to be down. Uh, so I am short-term bearish in the markets Again, uh, thinking that it's possible for Russell to go to 11.15 but from there we're likely to get some sort of a down move or the other option here is if the market's particularly strong and it's more likely to hold, we may actually get some sort of a extended sideways move. But uh, those are my thoughts on, uh, on where the market is actually it short term, longer term, I'm expecting the, or midterm, I'm expecting the Russell to come back down to probably this 1035, 1040 area uh, and hang, up, hang out in that range for a little while. So again, I'm a little bit more sideways. Uh, if you can recall, you know, our thoughts were the markets were going to be in the 950 to 1075 range. We popped over that a little bit. Uh, so a very wide range for the market, which can be a little bit problematic for, for neutral traders. So keeping that in mind. But uh, I don't see this as particularly overly bullish longer term. And uh, in the longer term, I do still think we're going to run to a uh, on, into a more sideways direction here between 9.50. And now it's widened to 11.15. So uh, very, very wide sideways range is what I'm still thinking. And eventually we're probably going to break down a little bit further in the markets, but uh, still bearish long term, uh, bearish very short term, intermediate term, sideways. All right, so those are my thoughts. If I had stayed in, that's a question, if I had stayed in two-thirds for the April bearish butterfly to increase the range, has the rut gone up enough to enter the last third yet? I would have to go... Oh, I see. OK, so so Andrew's asking if he had never if you'd never scaled into the last third of the bearish butterfly uh, in April. I would tend to hold off on adding anything to the position. I, of course, I, uh, this is without seeing your position. I don't know where you're positioned. But um, 1115 is likely to be the top out point. And if we run sideways. Uh, personally I'd be a little bit innocent again this is for somebody who modifies their plan and uh, if you modified your plan you should have knew ahead of time when you were going to add your last third in and if you were going to add your last third in but you know how would have I have planned this out um, as we get closer and close to expiration you get more and more likely the market's gonna um, take you out with a big move and um, as we get closer and closer too if you if you if you add in the faster that happens. So um, time has gone by, and when you're looking at a bearish butterfly, it's not only how far has the market moved; it's, it's how close are we to expiration. And I would say, if I was handling this, I would probably hang in my two thirds, see if the market comes back, and if it doesn't come back, flip right into May, and just uh, and just go right into May. So. And go from there. I think that that would be the safer um, way of not extending losses. And I mean, if you want it to be, if you're a really aggressive trader and you wanted to go for it, and you're right, it's going to be. It should work out really well for you. But um, you know, on the flip side, I wouldn't want to be up on top in the middle of the market right now and hoping it stays sideways either. March 14th is not Wednesday. Well, I guess I have a a problem with my date there. So. I don't know which thing I said Wednesday on for March 14th, but the Options Drive meeting is actually Tuesday, um, and March 14th is actually today, right? So, um, And uh, community coaching is going to be on Wednesday. So whatever day Wednesday is, it's going to be the 16th. So that's going to be March 16th. So thank you for pointing that out. We want to make sure that type of stuff is clear. All right. Given the current market situation, which of the three bearish butterfly, rock, is more suitable to sustain the market uncertainty to enter new trades? Uh, where, what I would probably do if um, in the current market is what's been working better. If you ask the question, is longer-term M3 trades. So rather than going into an M3, you know, 35 or 45 or even 56 days to expiration, if you pop out to 80 days. They are a very smooth uh, trade in this environment. As a matter of fact in the January pull down my long-term M3 traders hit maximum profit on um, you know 10% plus profits on the January down move. my February what well, guys I think hit close to maximum profits in the February cycle the, um, the April cycle just went up. The market just went up. So it was a small, very small loss or break even in April cycle because they're already out. And then, of course, the May cycle's doing very well. So the longer term M3s have been performing extremely well over the last six months. They've been doing very, very great. Um, guys closer to expiration have been having challenges. I mean, the guys, obviously, who trade, say, 30 to um, 0, uh, having more challenges. January would have been a lost trade. And, you know, February was, should have been okay. Um, but, you know, March has been problematic. It's been straight up. So, um, so, yeah. So part of your modification process. And one of the things I do is I will vary my days to expiration, get further from expiration, and close earlier. In other words, I'm still doing a 30 to thirty to 45-day trade. But I am just happen to be entering 90, 80 days to expiration, getting out, you know, closer to 45 days. And then... Um, and then shooting into the next month, so that's, that that works very well for that type of thing, um, and that's been working well lately. Of course, there are there are um, you know longer term broken wing butterflies too, uh, longer term M three U trades. Again, all all good for this type of a market in general. Okay, for the longer term M three trades, are the guidelines any different? No. No, they're they're pretty much the same. We're gonna just go in. You're gonna you, because you're so far from expiration, you're gonna have like thirty butterflies on. Um, possibly not this month, but certainly back. Uh, you roll back a few months, you have a thirty, thirty, thirty or more butterflies on for a ten thousand dollar position. And if you got thirty butterflies on, the market doesn't go up. It's usually a pretty good month, right? So, um, or if the market comes down into them, it's usually a pretty good month. So, but but essentially, other than the fact you got to have a lot more butterflies on than calls, in this environment, the, uh, the, the 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 guidelines are pretty. They're the same. Uh, okay, so moving forward, we'll show you what we have with our 56 data expiration stuff, which, as you know, has been a little bit problematic. We have, uh, okay, I end up having, here we go, there's option view. We have, our, as of Monday, this is where we sit with our March M3 trade. We were at our 1020 short strikes. We had had some verticals in here, uh, 10, 1020, uh, 1050. And here, we delta, which is fine. We are positive theta, which is good. But we are also positive vega, and we're and um, and we're doing an adjustment. So it came in here and did 10, 10, 50, 10, 60 verticals, and ended up in a position that looks like this. Uh, And I sold the call. Right, we had sold the call earlier. So we did this, and again, this is your typical M3U type of position. We were just kind of locked down in the market because the market had kept going up and going up, and I didn't want to chase it. So in this particular case, we may have actually been better off rolling the position up uh, a little bit more on top of the market because the market actually came back um, after uh, last week. But this is the position we ended up in. Now we're 34. Uh, delta, or negative Vega, or positive Theta. Everything is good here. Moving forward, we didn't do anything till Thursday. So Thursday we started uh, again. We're having a a, a Delta a maximum Delta issue that we hit. So we did what I did is I rolled the lower side up. I rolled it from short strikes of 1020 and long strikes of 790 to short strikes of 1030. And long strikes of 990. This just kind of flattened out our um, our delta just a little bit, gave us a little bit more theta number, gave us a little bit more negative vega, and that put us into a position that looked like this. This is actually a very nice looking trade if the market is very is reasonable. Uh, but we had a very large move obviously on Friday, which brought us back into this position here. Where I have, a, uh, one of the things we look at is delta theta ratio, and we go into M3U configuration. I have a um, delta theta ratio that's off, so I ended up doing six. I didn't want to roll up on top of the market, so um, we're just taking our, taking our win or loss, depending on where the market goes here. Uh, but I did uh, 1060, 1070 verticals, just did four of those, and went into here. Right, corrected our delta theta ratio and gives us a position that looks like this. So we're set up to take a small gain in February for our for our M3 trade. So not bad considering the type of I mean for March, not bad considering the type of movements we've had. Very very large movements here. Uh, okay, so that is our M3 U trade. Here is the T log on that position. Let me just take a look at this. Do I build a real trade portfolio based on M3 rock, bearish, butterfly, et cetera, or do I stick to one trade type at a time? Okay, so I have multiple things going on. I have um, my retirement accounts. I'm uh, mainly using the bull versus bear trade from the SSS trading system, although it's a modified version of that to deal with markets. So you could kind of call it an M21 bull versus bear trade in, in uh, my smaller retirement accounts. In um, this account here that you just saw, this is an M3 only account. Uh, so we just do M3 trades in this account, and a couple hundred thousand dollars usually. And um, the, uh, the other trades that we do are, uh, the big trade, per se, is going to be an M21 uh, type of setup. Where we uh, where we are utilizing the M3, the bearish butterfly, the rock trade, uh, or what, and even bullish vertical spreads, right, to come up with a, a trade plan. So the the rest of the money's trade planned uh, out every month, right? Uh, of course, I'm doing a, an M3 style trade on the trade desk too, with like a million dollars there, and um, so we have, like I said, we have a chunk of money in the, in an M3 strategy. We have a you know, big chunk of money in the M21 strategy. We have a lot of smaller accounts in the SSS uh, bull versus bear strategies. Uh, so that's pretty much what we're doing. Uh, what's the key difference between M3 and longer term M3? Uh, how many days to expiration and a longer term M3? Uh, again, you can change your days to expiration to fit you, but uh, generally I'm going to be running in the 80 to 90 days days to expiration entry in a uh, long term M3 and I'm I'm usually trying to get out anything under 50 days to expiration, I kind of want to be out of the trade. Usually don't let it go much less than 45, although I'm letting my April go more than that because um, uh, the market's been straight up and I'm just waiting for it to come back a little bit and I'm going to drop out of April and uh, and move into May. Okay, so. How does one decide when, to longer term, uh, when to do a longer term M3? Generally, I have people who just trade longer term M3. That's all they do, right? And they take the pluses and minuses, positives and negatives of doing a longer term M3. I have other people who just do shorter term M3s, and they take the pluses and minuses of doing a shorter term M3. It's all it all depends on your trade style. I also have some people who vary back and forth, right? I have some people who who do that. They use some sort of a um, an opinion on the market, and uh, and that gets into M21 trading, is how you know how do you tell that uh, you know when we do like M21 strategy stuff, we're essentially making a trade plan every month. So, you know, if I'm in uh, you know a certain month and and. I run close to expiration, and I look at the market conditions, and I say it's, 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 the conditions are not favorable for for a short-term M3 at this time. In other words, I think there's a little bit too much risk in it because the market's moving too much. I don't go to that month. I just go, you know you go out to the following months or maybe two months later, and uh, you know and you run and you run that trade, and you start doing longer term, and then you know at some point you may have like um, you know this April where I may go deep into expiration or towards expiration is April. It might be a very long ter- trade. Um, and I'm only going to stay in that trade as long as the conditions are good. But basically, as soon as I, uh, I get back and even get up a small amount, I'm going to push out into either May or June if, if I'm a longer-term trader. So I, I make a, a, you make the decision on a month-by-month basis. You never know for sure. Which one you're going to be better off with? Except for the fact, generally the longer-term ones are a lot easier to manage. There's very few adjustments typically, and that type of stuff. So, really like it. Where is the M3U presented? The, there's actually a piece in the M uh, in the M3 class, uh, the M3 um, uh, the M3 course where we do an M3, and, and it, where we do an M3U, and it's actually on a $5,000 position. for the And we were mainly doing it for those who don't want to uh, deal with IWM with smaller positions. That said, though, it is also a very good trade for um, uh, for larger positions. I mean, you can do it both ways. So I mean, it's, it's kind of like a broken wing butterfly. It's just a broken wing condor starts out as that. And, and you make your decisions on where you want to put your stuff, and it reacts very similar to a brooding butterfly. Yeah, it's in the uh, yeah. You have the yeah. For those who have the M three course, there is um, when we. I think it's I think it's a section in there that's it's one of the bonus sections in there. Uh, so just look at those and you'll be able to see it. Okay, uh, so that is the M three trade for uh, March. So it's. Like I said, it's a uh, it's designed to break even and a huge up move, and that's pretty much what we got. Uh, so that's good. We have our March rock trade, which has been a little bit problematic this month. If you remember, we started in uh, a modified rock position. We got drawn down twenty five hundred dollars right off the bat, and um, which happens on a modified rock position if the market grinds up. By the way, which is what happened here, and that this should uh, it should provide us a good lesson that out-of-the-money calls don't do you a whole lot of good, unless the market movement is explosive. And it has to be really explosive for that to be helpful to you. So here is what we had. We were we were uh, almost three-thirds entered here in our rock position as of Friday. So this position looks, oh, actually, I'm sorry. This is this Friday. So let me go back to Monday. I'll show you where we were. Right, so Monday we're looking here. Um, with the up moves here, we're getting beat up a little bit. We're in here. Uh, we have our two thirds fully entered, and we're partially entered into our last third. Position looks like this. If the market's relatively flat from here, this gains money really quickly, and it can be uh, it can be a very good trade. But um, we got some. We went sideways, but we got enough movement where it was problematic. We got a 21 point down move, it forced us out of these nine 1100s actually if I go back to yesterday we'll do the, the Monday adjustment was actually putting on six more of these butterflies so what's happening is you're getting hit to the upside we're hitting getting hit to the downside again this is another um, market feedback so, so when you're trading live use your market feedback if you're going multiple months and you're getting hit to the upside and you're getting hit to the downside, and you're getting whacked back and forth, that's kind of telling you something. It's telling you whatever your trade you're doing is, not, is too close to expiration for the type of price movement. They're not giving you the money and the options for, to manage the price movements. So so that's just important feedback. We go the following day, we pull off these nine butterflies here at 1110. Right? Just go into 2 thirds, which is this position here. Wednesday, didn't get much movement. Thursday, usually comes back fairly quickly, right? Boom, we're only down 3,300 now, certainly uh, really decent. Here is our position, right? Nice looking uh, rock trade position there. And of course, what do we get? What do we get? Friday, we get another explosive up movement. So we're getting chopped back and forth in the market with this. Generally, a lot of times, live trading, I'm not going to allow a trade to get chopped back and forth like that. I'm just going to exit the position. But um, you know, we'll stay in here. So as of Friday, we were over our maximum negative delta again. I added in five more of these butterflies here at 1110 and we have a position that looks like that. So this is actually it's a decent looking trade. The market just has to be fairly calm for a couple days for us. It'll go positive. Now, when I draw down like this, I'm generally not gonna be looking for profit target numbers. I'm just gonna be generally looking to get, get, in other words, I got a 20, I have a $10,000 profit target in this trade when we start it, but since it's been down eight, actually eight and a half, I'm only maybe looking for $1,500, and, and then i will be perfectly happy getting out of this. So that's, um, that's what we look like there. All right, so that is our March rock trade. And last thing we have is a March v. Condor, which got an adjustment on Monday. So we'll push back here to Monday. Right, and here is this position. We have our V Condor. We're over our maximum delta on Monday, minus 122. I really don't like selling these off at this point, but um, uh, we went ahead and did it anyway. So we have to get out under our maximum delta. We ended up buying back two of these 1100 calls. And we're in a position that looks like this. And of course, we have Tuesday, All right? We're having uh, issues with these options down here because we can't get that. Tuesday, we end up getting a very good improvement in the position here. Uh, let's, see. let's see. Thursday. Let me just get our profit and loss in here. Right, so now Thursday, prior to adjustment, we're up $3,100. Since I've had to make upside adjustments and now I'm pushing into a downside adjustment, again, typically I'm going to exit this trade here at maybe a $3,000 profit. Um, Didn't do that. It's not within the guidelines. So what we did here to correct this, we have a positive delta issue. Um, What we did to correct this is we sold the straddle off and then we bought another call up here at 10.50. So if we do this, you see the straddle's gone, and I bought a 10.50 call, I went into a position that looks like this. So now we pretty much have our profits locked in. And this is, you know, like I said, this is a decent looking position going forward. On Friday, right, we come up here, we got our big up move, and currently this is sitting, at about $3,700 profit, and looks like this. So this looks like it'll be a fairly good trade for the month. It looks uh, looks great. Let me just show the T-log, very short T-log on the V trade this month, and close that out. Let's move forward to our next trade. Before I do, when I say push out, do I mean roll out? Uh, I don't recall what what in what context I was saying push out but um, I, I when I said push out I made I was probably just saying uh, if you're going from you know March instead of going into a April trade just push out to a May trade or push out to a or you just go out in other words skip your April and May and maybe go out to a June or something like that um, I think that's what we we're talking about all right so moving forward here Let's go into our April trades. We have only a couple of April trades on. We have our a- a- M3, which got no adjustments. So let's just take a look at our April M3. Here is our current positioning. Oops. This is actually a very nice looking position, especially if the market comes down a little bit and, and chills out. So we're almost due for a roll, but not quite. Our, uh, we're holding our Greeks numbers okay. Our delta is fine, our theta is fine. We're simply in 10, uh, 1030 butterflies and a call here at, uh, at 940. So good looking trade there. And then of course we have the April bearish butterfly. We had to close that. And then we have the April V Condor which got no adjustments either. And this is sitting in this position here. It still looks okay. Actually, uh let's see I'm losing I lost my lower puts here, so our drawdown's a little more than that. Let's see if we can catch get these back in line here. There's my lower puts. Come back to Friday. You have to watch that back trading. You can lose options if they're if they're way in the money or way out of the money. Okay, so here we are here. Right, so this is down 2,500 or about um, 5%. And this is, uh, I don't know, I don't necessarily like the trade, but you know we'll see how it works out. It could work out either way. Uh, we may end up getting a small profit out of it, but uh, tough to tell at this point. So can I show my... Well, here's a T log here. We actually had to do a condo, a roll on the V condor, which is very, very unusual to do. Um, But that's what we have there. We have an April M3 trade is looking like this. Here's our T log with that. We started that at 980 short strikes. uh, Way down there. We've had to roll it a few times. But uh, this is where we stand now at 1030 and there is what that looks like so that is all the trades we have for now obviously our march trades will be over um uh, for now uh, uh, on thursday so so that'll be over with that we'll be looking at going into an april rock trade on uh, wednesday and We'll be looking at going into a new vCondor v- this week as well. So lots of good things coming up here. Make sure you join us Tuesday night at uh, 4.30 Eastern Daytime at Options Drive. And if you're with the Premium Plus and coaching uh, members, then uh, make sure you join us Wednesday night or at least get your questions in so that they can get answered uh, on there and you can watch the recording. So thanks, everybody. Hope everybody has an awesome week trading, and we'll talk to you next week.